This episode of Feminist Without Mystique is brought to you by Kensington's latest title, Afraid, by Lisa Jackson, Alexandra Ivey, and Lisa Childs. Headlined by blockbuster number one New York Times bestselling author Lisa Jackson with fellow bestselling suspense stars Alexandra Ivey and Lisa Childs, a trio of never-before-released linked novellas about dark secrets and revenge, all connected by St. Cecilia's School for Girls. An elite boarding school and a haven for the daughters of the rich and famous, it's a place where scandals are buried and secrets are hidden. But for three former students, evil is about to resurface. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, well, this sounds fun, especially because uh, we are in the few days before Bridgerton season two premieres, and uh, it's after the Gilded Age um, season finale. So I am looking for something fun, a little dark suspense and romance. Um, and this will scratch that itch, it sounds like. You can find Afraid by Lisa Jackson, Alexandra Ivey, and Lisa Childs wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. Welcome to Feminist Without Mystique, a podcast where we process politics, sex, and the unrelenting firehose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week, we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. And just a little reminder to y'all, if you're enjoying us, to rate, review, subscribe, recommend us to friends, follow, uh, find and follow us on social media, find us on Instagram at Feminist Without Mystique on Twitter at FWM Podcast. You know, we we out here. Yeah, we're we're doing it. We're lurking. We're here. We're lurking loving. Um we're gonna talk about Instagram ads and whatnot in this episode <laughs> uh of the podcast. Yeah. 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 There's you know, there's a lot of other stuff happening. Most of it's depressing, horrific yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um we will talk about the nomination um, and confirmation hearings of Katanji Brown Jackson mm-hmm. um, in more detail once they're over, or at least when we're further in, since there's only yeah. been two days of of uh, the hearings. And of course, mm-hmm. there's been a ton of shady shit and mm-hmm. hypocritical, yeah. you know, all kinds of fun buffoonery. Stuff. <laughs> and she's, I mean, she's been handling everything like a pro. Um, mm-hmm. Ted Cruz was on one about <laughs> our baby's racist. And then we had Lindsey Graham on this stupid mission to prove that, like, a- Amy Coney Barrett was, like, treated so horribly. Um, yeah. And then so, this other dude who I didn't even know before who was, like, incorrectly referencing some decisions she made in her past. It just seems like there's been some shit hurled at her and that she's handled it all gracefully, but we'll... We'll get into it later, but so Are, far... Do you mean to tell me that the bloated, ignorant Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee are treating her badly? I don't want to break your American dream, <laughs> but it does seem to be the case, unfortunately. Um, that is unbelievable to me. I know, but I really like... I liked from every... The more I, She's one of those people, the more I learn about her and the more I listen to her, the more I like her. Mm-hmm. Like I Definitely. from the get go when I saw her resume, I was like, she seems great. And then like hearing her engage mm-hmm. with, with these 
buffoons. Yeah. <laughs> um, just with like such intellect and poise. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, and I really hope that there's no trickery and like Joe Manchin doesn't pull some fucking he, stunt. Joe Manchin <laughs> is like, wh- why are you a Democrat? What are you? <sighs> Just like, be a Republican, be a and Republican. that way I don't need to like wonder what you're gonna do. No, you he's know just, he loves being the topic du jour. You know, yeah, he loves he's... being the decider. But like, there are already moderate like Democrats that are <laughs> Democrats, and they're voting with the Democrats. So like, what are you? What are you, Joe? Ah, <sighs> man. Oh man, that's just part of like my attempt to practice self-care and sanity is to try to limit the amount of times I click on Joe Manchin's name when he's trending on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's tough. It's hard. He's, he's always doing stuff. <laughs> not doing stuff, but it's always noteworthy because. Oh mm. man. Yeah. So that's Ketanji Brown Jackson. We'll, we will definitely dive into that. Um, and then of course, what's becoming an on you know an ongoing topic for probably i don't know a very long time it's it's hard to conceptualize exactly the amount of damage but um ukraine the war in ukraine continues to rage on and mm-hmm. particularly the thing that's been really particularly upsetting to me is just the um situation in mariupol the siege the way that they're like People don't have access to running water, electricity, food, um, medicine, and people are just, it seems like from reports, like dying in the streets and getting, you know, just being put into the streets. And it's just, it's, it seems like one of those uh, situations where we don't even have even an inkling of how bad it actually is in there. Mm -hmm. People aren't being able to really get out. And when we do find out, you know, what what is going on there it's just going to make everyone feel deep shame that we couldn't stop it in some way yeah um yeah it's hard to to speak on it without saying a lot you know it's right there's (laughs) (sighs) There's so much unfolding and um it's so heartbreaking and heart-wrenching and I mean I think the only the only benefit to that we have is in modern times the ability to communicate with social media and things but even that is you know people mm-hmm. are losing access to that with everything that's going on so um it's yeah it's devastating the pictures and the stories that are coming out are already heartbreaking and then i think like you're saying when we find out what's really happening it's gonna be you know even more so and just the i think a quarter of ukrainians have left the country as refugees mm-hmm. um with a lot of the remainder staying there to, to fight, they refuse to surrender in Maripol. Um, you know, they really are fighting for their country, and a lot of people have been saying they're fighting for democracy for the world, you know, mm-hmm. because what's to say Putin stops with Ukraine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of countries <laughs> bordering that I'm sure he'd be very interested in, and that he's, you know, so much as, as said, so... It's just, I mean, it's devastating. Kids are being targeted. Civilians are being targeted. It's just war crimes left and right. Um, images that are heartbreaking to see. And, um, you know, there was an interview on 
with CNN where um, she's interviewing someone who found out that his wife and kids died because he saw it on the news. He saw a picture oh. of them laying because um, they were oh. killed by a bomb and he was out of the country. He just had oh. to be for work, I believe, and his wife and two kids were killed and the image was shown and that's how he found out. Um, wow. Yeah, he was interviewed, I think, by Aaron Burnett and she was crying during the interview because it was just so, so much. And that's one one family's you know situation and it's spread across so many so many millions of people honestly mm-hmm. um, and of course it's not just happening in Ukraine there are other wars and other injustices happening across the world it's hard to um it's hard to really wrap your mind around you know um but mm-hmm. we will we'll revisit <clears throat> of course in the future but yeah it's, it's shocking to see what's happening and every you know every morning I get up and I watch the news and um, equally heartened by the Ukrainian people and disheartened by motherfucking Putin and like the amount of power a man can have in the world. Yeah. Um, One man in a $14,000 puffy jacket. Ugh. Yeah. One man with a hell of a lot of uh, ego and inferiority complex. Um, So much. Like why couldn't he have just like gone off and been, I don't know, like, horse horse man <laughs> I was gonna say farmer but he's not down to earth enough to actually farm so I don't know no he's just what? shirtless yeah uh, horseback riding yuck Ugh. yeah all bad confirmed can confirm <laughs> yeah so Instagram ads I just thought it would be an- <laughs> no cute segue no cute seg- segue from the war to how about Instagram <laughs> wacky I know I kind of I, I almost think it's because on a macro scale the world is seeming so topsy-turvy and overwhelming and um, upsetting and there is a lot to talk about there but then on a on a micro scale, it does feel like there's like death by a thousand cuts on social media and um, in like a variety of different spheres. Mm -hmm. And recently I've just been feeling particularly (laughs) attacked. Um, I've been feeling particularly uncomfortable with, with Instagram and, and the ways in which I feel like it's uh, listening to my conversations and then Mm -hmm. marketing um, and taking it, it, it feels like there is no way to seek out a piece of information or follow an account that I, I genuinely am interested in, like, what that content is, specifically whether or not it's, like, one food blog, you know, one mm-hmm. person who cooks meals I'm interested in, um, or one bridal shop, you know, now that wedding stuff is kind of coming. Um, every single time you even click on anything – it opens the floodgates mm-hmm. for marketing and it triggers what feels like a domino effect of more and more lecherous advertisers until you're at the bottom of the barrel. And it's like if it's the last thing you see before you go to sleep or the first thing when you wake up or in the middle of the night and you're peeing or and you're taking a break from work. Where are you peeing? I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> like – you know, every – but it's just, like, it's so – it's so ubiquitous and it's it's very um, distracting. And I think it definitely is – recently I have felt like it has been impacting my mental health because 
I, I did unfollow a lot of people after we watched The Social Dilemma. And I forget mm. if we talked about it. I think we did on um, for I an episode. We, I don't think we did. I don't think we did a whole topic. We definitely not. talked about it. Maybe we did do a topic. We definitely talked about it <laughs> on the up on we, episode. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't remember if we actually did like cover it as a like as an episode topic. But uh, I remember I did delete a lot of uh, people that I followed at that point. There were like I was doing a lot of low carb. Still am, but I just deleted a lot of those people. I deleted celebs and whatever because I just didn't want Instagram to have that much information recently I've felt I've kind of gotten back in the habit of following a few people for a variety of things but really mostly for me it's been wedding stuff I just like Mm -hmm. have felt like oh I'm gonna follow this vendor because we booked them you know um and uh and I've been trying to get more on a health kick because I've definitely been on a lull there so for me it feels like my the personal things that have just like ratcheted up uh, from Instagram marketing were have been um, were spurred by like wedding stuff broadly and um, trying to make a concerted effort for more healthy eating. Mm -hmm. And that has just led to like, that has like been plaguing me with like that with a huge variety and, and, uh, quality there's a spectrum of quality um and aggression that kind Mm -hmm. of comes from the ads and the content that i'm now seeing yeah it it follows (laughs) (laughs) instagram follows us uh, through our lives and (laughs) i um i actually so the past like two days i've been in general i pay attention to what i see on instagram in terms of like what ads i'm seeing it's I feel like I make a note of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But since we decided on this as our topic, I was like, all right, I have to scroll Instagram now. (laughs) I must see what they're advertising toward me. Because I remember when, (laughs) so I got married in July 2020. So (laughs) it was a crazy time. Didn't do the full wedding thing yet. So I'm planning to have a wedding reception. Um, Basically, I'm just going to have a party um, Mm -hmm. and wear some sort of dress and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've been re-getting into those websites and those things, not necessarily on Instagram, but elsewhere. Um, and now I'm seeing, you know, I saw an ad for, I was looking into like Art Deco stuff. I'm thinking of leaning into that vibe. Ooh. And the thing that I fucking hate about the Instagram ads is I buy shit from yeah. them. Yep. And like there have been points in my time, right now I'm like very much on a budget, but when I, my discretionary fund is flowing. <laughs> Oh, she's buying from Instagram all the time. Like, obviously not from Instagram, but I'll, I see an ad and I'm like, you're right. I do really like that. I'm going to buy that. Thank you so much. Um, so I feel like a real, like a real, <laughs> like, just like a little idiot because mm-hmm. I I don't like scroll past their ads and be like, you, f- fuck you. No, I'm not buying yeah. that. I scroll, I'm like, <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> yeah. I do want it. Um, but that's not to say that I don't get either spooked or irritated or frustrated with the targeting the targeted ads because mm-hmm. I'm one of those people where it's like I don't if you're stealing my data like what are you really stealing you know mm-hmm. like <laughs> sure have fun yeah I like that stuff yeah um, but at the same time it, it it feels like an invasion um and when it's the, like they swear they don't listen mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but you know there are times where I'm like, I've literally only spoken this out loud 
to my husband 30 minutes ago. Yep. I have not Googled this. I have not yep. gone to a location where this is like the the product. I have no things. Yep. I've not texted about it. I have not. I've only spoken about this in this one conversation out loud and now it's on my feed. And that's what I'm like. Mm-hmm. Something shady is happening because we know that they're data mining. Yep. Like <laughs> we know that they know where we live, where we visit, you know, all our demographic issue issues, um, information, where we went to school, you know, things that we've set our hobbies. Like mm-hmm. they, we know they compile all this shit. They right. swear they're not listening, but how do you know some of these things, you know? Right. Um, but I was looking at what they were targeting me for, um, like the ads that I was seeing. And mostly over the past um, 48 hours, it's been products because that's what I've, because I've bought products that have been targeted yeah. towards me. And I've bought, I've bought bras before, not mm. often, but I bought bras that were targeted toward me and I've gotten several lifting bras now that I've had a baby. Mm. That wasn't what I was targeted <laughs> for before. I was targeted for just like sexy sex tit bra. <laughs> and now it's like, mm, is your baby destroying your boobs? <laughs> will help um (laughs) so that's been happening a lot of like bathing suits in the last Mm -hmm. like week I think because I've been looking at Airbnbs while the house is on the market so they think I'm like vacationing right so they're like do you want a bikini (laughs) no honey I don't um there's one specific dress that I keep looking at and it keeps Mm. looking at me now Wow. Um, on Instagram, they keep advertising the same the same exact dress to me because I keep yep. clicking it and thinking like, oh, I do want to buy it, but not right now. Yep. Um, Sims 4. <laughs> okay. Yep. Which I, that one is more of a mystery to me because I did used to play uh, The Sims, uh, mm-hmm. but I haven't engaged or interacted with that in a while. So when that ad came up yesterday, I was like, Okay. Yeah, um, and then like a lot of kids stuff, and then like this foundation that I now I'm gonna look up and maybe buy because apparently all of the beauty editors at Allure that tried it really liked it. <laughs> I, you know, I found good foundations, not one I love. So I'm literally okay. from this episode going to at least buy a foundation. Um, there's also a bathing suit company that advertised me that specifically is for trying to like. There are these one pieces that you like, you like cinch in in the back, like really tight. And I think supposed... I saw that advertisement. Yeah, it's like TA. T- Let me advertise for them. TA three swim. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, and they're like expensive, and you know it's a whole thing. And it, the second I had a baby, they start advertising that shit to me, and so it's like there's. <laughs> They're peppering me. I haven't me. had a baby. It's still, get, it's still getting to me. <laughs> like, hang on, you want this? Mm. <laughs> so it's interesting because it's like wedding stuff. It's been advertising to me on and off for years based on like when I'm like sending a third save the day. Yeah. Um, but it's been since I had the baby, it's a lot. It's there are a few baby products, you know, like uh, little slumberkins, these little, again, not sponsored, little cute stuffed animal stories for babies. But mostly the targeting I'm getting since having a kid are things to, like, either hide my body or, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. fix my body. <laughs> great. Um, great, great. Which has been fun. Yeah. Fun to see. It's like I'm officially in a category I wasn't in before. And they're like, you want to trick people into thinking you're attractive. 
I feel like that's what they're giving me now where before yeah. they were like, hey, slut. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this crop top. <laughs> oh, you, you, she loves a crop top. She does. Mm. Oh, she does. oh, there's a cat oh, in there. There is a that cat. I get to see right now. Yep. And he just, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, the, yeah, the ads that I have been seeing, um, range, but, uh, they definitely market the same dresses. Um, recently they've been, um, Lulu's like the Lulu's white dresses, different white Mm -hmm. options, like in case I want to just get, you know, some other white fun clothing for other wedding events it's so targeted and specific mm-hmm. it's like what about a white jumpsuit for like i don't know whatever little Ooh, party cute. you're gonna you, throw you, you do rock a jumpsuit girl Ugh, and i click on it every time i'm like well maybe that's the thing is it gets you to click you do click on it i do <laughs> click on it um and lulu's shoes um and then rothy's shoes which are those like um cloth ones that are like mm-hmm. you can throw them in the wash they're supposed to be comfortable um a, a version of flats that I forget exactly what the um, the brand is, but it's like you're supposed to be able to have them for all guests, like at, <laughs> at weddings. Hundred um, pair of shoes. I know. It's like, whose also, budget? <laughs> on whose budget? And also gross flats, like that I would be passing out to every single. Per- I was just sort of that grosses me out. Um, but yeah, so on the clothing front, there's all that, and then there's. Um, I've been looking at long dresses at Reformation. So that's mm-hmm. been a whole thing. Um, and there's also been, uh, um, yeah, so clothing broadly. Uh, no bathing suits recently, although I did buy from Somersault last year. That's like the one bathing suit I have. And- they were coming for me too, girl. <laughs> yeah. You got some, some cute some cute suits that look like they're like structurally sound as well. Yeah, I really, I'm very happy with my bathing suit. Um but also a few people where I, when I wore it were like, is that from Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) And that's just embarrassing for me, frankly. It's a little bit like, yes, it is. Uh, I am the idiot that clicked purchase. I did it. I I need to check if the, the like wrap that I bought, like the beach wrap I bought when I was pregnant, like early, early enough pregnant where I was a foolish woman and was like, I can, I'll be able to pull this off for a while. Yeah. And then be like, no, it's not going to tie. But I got this wrap that I'm trying. I got it because of an Instagram ad. I'm trying to remember if I got it from Summer Salt or not. I'll have to check. Oh, but maybe. It was an Instagram ad purchase for sure. And Summer Salt was coming heavy at me last summer. Yeah. They, they're intense. Um, yeah. I get a lot of um, – this one's interesting. I'm wondering if you get this. I don't know why I get these. I do like natural wines, and I but, like, that's not something that I look – or on Instagram or I'm not really Googling it. I just like going to those places like when I'm shopping, but recently like curious elixirs um, and surely the like um, the alcohol free wines and like alcohol free Mm -hmm. cocktail blends. um, Like there's like curious elixirs. There's this, um, there's been a few different brands, but they're constantly advertising to me as if like I have an alcohol problem, you know, or (laughs) as if I've been like being like, I want to slow down on alcohol. It's sort of just bizarre. I mean, that's, I'm not really, I mean, I don't really drink that much. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why are they? (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's it's a bit odd, but I've found that it's such a persuasive ad, especially the Curious Elixirs one, because it just looks fun. They look like fun drinks. And it's not the me one where like, they're I like alluding that. to you, like feeling something from it. Um, yeah, because they make them look like they're really fun or something or fun or yes, like they look like fun, pretty cocktails. And then they say that it's like chills you out, but it doesn't have like CBD or something. Yeah. Which I'm like, what are, how are you chilling me out? I have seen those. I haven't gotten the organic wine ones or anything probably because I haven't like as pregnant for a while. Right. <laughs> Nothing's been happening. Yeah. So I haven't even like looked at like, oh, let me buy this. I mean, I didn't really buy alcohol online before either, which might be right. the thing is it's like I would, you know, go to the grocery store and get my groceries and a bottle of wine, you know, <laughs> yeah, which right. they also, I guess, theoretically could know. Right. I guess they would. Yeah, they could know that. Um, so but that brand sort of confuses me, that sort of strain of, of yeah, advertising. <laughs> and then in a similar vein, I also get ads a lot for it's like clever, C-L-E-V-R and other and like mud water, like the caffeine free um, pseudo coffee or like lattes without caffeine type drinks. Never that got that. I, it's just sort of weird because I, I don't search for those. I'm fine with my coffee and teas and I'm not looking <laughs> for alternatives. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they were like, she likes coffee and tea. She'll like this too. And you know, that's uncannily close because I will take a look at them and I'll kind of like watch the whole ad and I'll think mm -hmm. about it <laughs> and I'll just wonder like, Am I missing out or am I way over caffeinated? Should I consider this fucking overpriced thing that's on Oprah's list of like the best Oprah's favorite things from 2021? Is this like yummy little cinnamon spice latte that doesn't have caffeine, but it's healthy? But what? I, I It's very confusing. So that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Um, and then the last thing is, of course, um, of course, is uh, exercise stuff and Noom um, and different sort of diet related, uh, diet and exercise related stuff, which of course, which for me, I, I do understand why they, uh, why they think that they can get me. I'm very gettable, um, very vulnerable to, uh, you know, I've never actually purchased Noom because it's incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. um for basically just calorie tracking and macros and you know basic not even macros balance. they just oh like, they don't do macros no it help. i feel like what it's helpful for is people who need or not need but people who are wanting to lose who have a lot of weight that they want to lose and they're at like the early stages of it mm -hmm. because it teaches you about like my husband that was like his kind of first step in the like fitness journey he's on Mm -hmm. and it helped him uh realize not even though his wife was was telling him um uh, helped him realize like how many cal <laughs> calories were in things and stuff like that mm -hmm. um because he had been frustrated and he wanted to you know um you know look at his diet and whatnot but it's it's helpful in terms of just basically telling you like what are foods that are satiating but low calorie versus high calorie and like they kind of divide foods into green yellow and red as far as like mm -hmm. so it's good for when you're just like 
not really it, it's good to kind of teach you like basic literacy around food and like mm-hmm. how many calories and how much fat is in these certain things but it's not even like gonna tell you like you should have you need more protein and you need less carbs or you need less fat and more pro- you know yeah it doesn't even break down the macros in that way like it'll it tells you about protein and fat and carbs a little bit but it doesn't like even you know it, it teaches you about basically like the caloric content of foods um, Mm. and not that much else. So it's a good like starting place, I think for a lot of people, but it's not like a sustainable thing. Like a weight loss tool um, or something. I mean, it seems like it wants to be a weight loss tool, but yeah, it's interesting. It it is up to a point, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's like it got my husband to this point where he was eating like, way too few way too few calories for himself and he wasn't getting all the micronutrients all the vitamins he needed Mm -hmm. and so he wasn't seeing what he wanted to see even though he was following you because initially he lost a bunch of weight with it and then you know you get to a point where it's like well you need to make sure you're actually getting all your vitamins you need to make sure you're eating enough protein you have to make Mm -hmm. sure like there's a lot of other considerations to take other than just calories yeah Um, so it's a good starting point but not a good like a lifelong practice because it's going to give you like all the tools you need got it got it for health but tangent (laughs) okay yeah so that and that makes sense like yeah so noom is popping up a lot for me like have you considered it um you don't need noom (laughs) right i'm like no i know what's healthy and i also like you know i've reached my own like plateau which is frustrating and you know I just have to figure out what works for me and it like what works for me is not what works for other people sometimes or you know we're all on our own like our own journeys but what I find um very uh insidious is like um in addition to kind of the Instagram ads is like when you hit the home button and there's the reels and the images that you're immediately that are immediately assaulting your eyes um and sometimes there's some things where I will click on it because I'm interested in this looks like a healthy salad or a healthy way to make like a bell pepper sandwich or a recipe. And, but because there's all manner of diet, you know, I'm, I'm looking for things that are generally low carb and um, Instagram is wanting to show me things like what is um, – up to no good over there. Uh, um, I am, I'm generally looking for things that are low carb. And um, sometimes when I click on things, like diet is so vague. um, And Instagram is so it's just such a wide umbrella. And everyone has their niche things. But that's not captured. Like With all the niche advertising that Instagram can do, it doesn't quite it can't be like, oh, this this person is really just interested in a lo- in like what is kind of low carb, and so I get sort of vegan stuff. There's like a lot of kind of whole thirty paleo things, and um, and then there's just like regular baking, <laughs> and so sometimes I'll click on something being like, how do I make that low carb? And it's like, it's not. It's just fucking salt and straw, you idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> just regular ice cream, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> regular ice cream uh this is a this is a regular cake and you're not you know you're using flour in that as an ingredient so i guess that rules it out for me like as i'm trying to really be generally very good about no gluten Mm -hmm. um so 
it's a little bit, it can be kind of sad because you're like, oh, shucks. Like, I'm just rem- reminded of what I c- can't have. You targeted me wrong. <laughs> right. You targeted me wrong. It's like, this is what I can't have, or this is what I really should be having, or am I wrong about what I'm doing? And then there's a lot of like the plant based stuff where people are kind of, can be kind of shaming about, you know, diet and meat eating. And there's kind of like a whole strain of that, which is kind of unpleasant. Which leads me to the final type of work, like the workout adjacent culture of Instagram that is sort of like, um, I'm looking specifically at like a picture. It's a cartoon of like someone doing a, um, they're like uh, doing one of those upper squats, like for your, basically they're free. It's for your butt when you're like raising your leg Um, You're on your hands and knees and you're kind of like raising your leg up behind you. It's sort of like those butt kind of, they're like uh, for your butt and your thighs, I think. Um, Anyway, the, and it says like work out because you love your body, not because you hate it. (laughs) Um, And I thought that that just like that, those kind of ads um, encapsulate, I think, what we've talked about in other episodes uh, uh, it encapsulates um, the catch-22 that I think women find themselves in when it comes to like, you're supposed to work work out because you love your body, not because you hate it. But um, you should be healthy and you're not healthy. You should not care about what other people think. You should be body positive. No, body neutral. No, you know, body acceptance. Uh, just eat whatever you want. No, lose weight. No, be like, it should all be because of health. It sh- Why do you care what other people like you're you care too much what other people think like why are you so swayable and gullible and vulnerable and like it all just makes me want to like um you know fall in a puddle you know in front of my phone uh because I I know that as much as we talk about how important it is to like love your body and make choices because you're healthy and try not to be swayed by vulturous Instagram ads. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it's showing and the fact that you and I are getting these ads and that we do buy them is that we're, you know, just like everyone else in that um, this is a constant and pervasive struggle um, trying to, and it gets kind of to the core of who both of us, who we, who we are and how we see ourselves and how mm-hmm. we're trying to navigate the world. And sometimes you have like existential crises just because of what's popping up on your Instagram ads and your homepage. Yeah. It's like, get the perfect ass for you. It's like, well, what's perfect? And <laughs> <laughs> why, what, yeah. I- <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. No, it's definitely, definitely a thing. I get a lot of, um, when I was pregnant, I got a lot of like pregnant fitness, um, stuff on Instagram now I get a lot of like just general fitness and postpartum like the initial period I got a lot of like get your body back <laughs> I still have it it's just, <laughs> we're just healing uh-huh. <laughs> still here my body didn't go anywhere it didn't flee the scene uh for some reason it stuck around but uh it's still here <laughs> but yeah it's it's here um and it yeah it's like those I think part of it's just like how do you even like market fitness you know like mm-hmm. in general um anymore and it's like they're just sending us these mixed signals because they don't really know how to go about marketing their product in a way that like fits into the 
modern realm. And so they just kind of do a ham-fisted version of it where, you know, it's just not, <laughs> just not hitting. It's not. It's, it's not. not. And I, I think periodically it just helps to basically like, you know, crack the lid open on this and kind of just say like, okay, what are your ads saying? What are mine? And like, let's just talk mm-hmm. about how this is actually affecting me and, you know, people. And it's, and it is funny how it morphs based on what phase you're in. If you're having a baby, if you have had a baby, if you're getting married, if you're whatever, whatever you're going through. I mean, Instagram is there saying like, oh, we're listening. <laughs> We're we're listening, we're lurking, and then we will be advertising to this Mm -hmm. for the next five months. And apparently, uh, ad recall, I didn't know this until looking it up, apparently ad recall from Instagram ads, is it's like one of the highest platforms. Um, Hmm. It's 2.8 times higher than the norms for online advertising, which means that when you advertise people on Instagram, they they see it, you know, and they absorb it in a way they don't necessarily with other um, platforms, which might be because you're in, you're invested in the content that you're looking at. It's people that you've chosen mm-hmm. to follow. And so you're making the assumption that you care before you even get to things. Yes. Um, but that I thought was interesting. Um, and apparently 75% of Instagram users say that they take actions um, after seeing an Instagram post. And those actions could be visiting sites or telling a friend about something. They don't necessarily mean you're buying a product. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's kind of where the, the genius of Instagram advertising is. It's like you feel like you're in a curated space yes. and you're seeing things you want to see and your guard is maybe down and you're just wanting you know oh my friend went and did this i want to see that i want to see that like oh yeah i do want to buy this product too and uh. um and there is a way to actually look at what instagram has decided are your interests (laughs) um very 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 long 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 lists uh of these interests and it's unclear to me if it's like if there's an order to it, if it's from like the most to least or what, um, but basically when you go to your, um, your settings, you can find it under ads and ad likes, I believe is the ads, ad, ad interests. interests. Yeah. <laughs> and so my number one is online shopping. According Mine's to that too. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that. <laughs> maybe it's maybe like it's broad and it goes narrower. Yeah. Do you think that's. One of my categories is trousers. One of uh, your top categories? One of my, on the before I have to scroll, it's towards the bottom, but it's on the first page. Um, okay, that is. And I've got physical <laughs> fitness, physical exercise, um, mm-hmm. yeah, dogs, children's clothing, <laughs> trousers, tennis. Tennis? I haven't played tennis, tennis in third grade. Yeah, there's horseback riding. There's um, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> But then there's like vegetarianism and Sephora and, you know, sweaters, (laughs) sweater, (laughs) sweater, (laughs) Doc Martens, slow food, which I don't know. Um, Saving Private Ryan. (laughs) I, why is that? All of the Real Housewives franchises, it looks like. Um, NPR, The Bachelor, sure. Like it's it's an interesting mix of things that I'm like definitely interested 
in tangentially interested and then a few things like world of warcraft where it's like yeah i played like a few (laughs) video games (laughs) where like there are dragons and stuff but i wasn't playing world of warcraft so i i I am curious as to how they decided certain things because they also will like apparently look at your geolocation like where you are and where other people Mm. are Mm-hmm. And so it could be someone you live with or someone you spend a lot of time with is influencing your suggestions as well. Okay. Okay. Some of that makes sense. I mean, some of mine are so off though. Like Monster Truck, you Yonkers Raceway. Trucks. You're obsessed with Yonkers Raceway. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Banana Republic. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that oh, tracks. Yeah. I was saying like henna. No. Um, oh, I got a lot of. <laughs> this is great. A lot of curvy. Like there's like curvy bridal wear. Curvy, just just curvy, plain old curvy. Um, um, I've got bikini lovers. Bikini lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by Labrador retriever. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, as we scroll down, it gets it gets. Um, Gold chains. Okay. Well, apparently, gold chains are coming back. Ugh. Apparently. Oh my god. Oh, I Regency romance. I mean, that's one hundred percent fair. That checks. Um, yeah, it's like I don't see a lot of things that are totally wrong. There are a few things like owning horses and <laughs> things that are like like literally men's fashion, which which is like I don't look at that but my husband does and we're in the same house and we look at like we use the same youtube account and stuff like that where i can see where they've decided that um a lot of dog stuff which also tracks um spacex which like no (laughs) pokemon trading card game sure at one point but yeah it's, it's a very very long list um showboat atlantic city why do i feel like i have gambling stuff on here who's gambling well maybe you need to talk to your boo about that (laughs) that's the other thing is like look at this list and be like what doesn't make sense your significant other yeah is up to something is what that means (laughs) like there's some of these things black swan parentheses film that came out a long time ago (laughs) why am i on your list I have Father of the Bride, parentheses, 1991 film. I know that, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's relevant. Is that an affinity? Um, Witch House, parentheses, music genre. I mean, I didn't know that. Didn't know it was a music genre. Um, Pulp Fiction? Sure, sure. German Shepherd. I don't, like, again, like, I have a friend who has German Shepherds, and she posts a lot of stories about her dogs. I'm like, is that it? Like, (laughs) I don't. I want to know where they come up with these things. Yeah. It would be really great if you could click on it and it could give you yeah. details. How did I get this? <laughs> How did I reach this conclusion about you? Yeah. Shrimp yeah. and grits kids. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what shrimp and grits kids is. They could go in a lot of different directions. Yeah, we both had girls, parentheses, comics. Right. I don't know what that is. I, outdoor adventure, all caps. Okay. I feel like you'd be down for an outdoor adventure, but not an all caps one, you know? No. If it's all no. caps, I feel like there's an implication of danger <laughs> that neither of us be <laughs> here for. I'm not up for that. Mm-mm. Snowmobiles. Pug. <laughs> Just pug. <laughs> Lazy boy. Well, so 
Anyway, this is just a ad interests. We're we're learning. I wish you could go through and kind of like check off, you know, things and be like, don't. This is not accurate, you know. I don't need any more horseback riding lessons. <laughs> right. Stop. Yeah. Oh, it's so totally. I just also went to ad activity, and it's like see the ads you've most recently interacted with and learn oh. more about the brands behind them. Oh, shoot. So what a, it's, oh, it's that dress I keep clicking on is the recently clicked story ads. That same motherfucking dress. They know. They mm-hmm. know that you want that dress. And the foundation I said I might bet I might buy. Oh, yeah. A pillow. <laughs> the pillow that sold out overnight is finally coming to a couch near you. Wow. <laughs> a fancy, smart oven that air fries, grills, roasts, slow cooks, dehydrates, bakes, and so much more. <laughs> Put it on your uh, on registry. <laughs> oh, these are, okay, they're the flats I was talking about are called rescue flats. That's okay. just gross. I just can't imagine, like, pulling out flats and tossing them to guests. Flip-flops, yes. Flats, for some reason, feel like... You're Even getting, like, a cloth thing? I just, what? Are they brand new, though, you know? And no one else is wearing them? Yeah, they do look brand new, brand new, but they're, like, they're rolled up. So they're obviously, f- like, feeble, weak things. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of strength are you envisioning <laughs> for the ideal flat? Because <laughs> clearly I mean, these are feeble. These, I want them to be supportive. Oh, yeah, looking at these things I clicked on, I was like, yeah, I guess I did click on all these things. <laughs> God, they really I, know. I did notice, too, recently, there was a thread on Twitter, <laughs> another place I frequent for social media, but they were talking about how uh, ads on Instagram and, and the algorithm really, I think a lot of people think it has to do more with hashtags if you can connect with people via hashtags and that apparently hashtags are just like really really are only connective tissue for like or connective threads to find things that are in the same category but it it really doesn't help in terms of advertising Mm -hmm. and your al you instagram weighs your algorithm the algorithm more favorably based on engagements and saves like they can tell when someone has saved i didn't know the the save i i save sometimes but i always forget and i never go back it's more it's easier for me to screenshot because for obvious reasons it's a little more immediate um but i just think it's funny that um the save was sort of insightful uh to me like oh if i do hit that little save button it's gonna basically upvote this ad do i want to upvote this ad or do i want it to just go on its merry way and i wonder if they have a way of telling if you've screenshot it it feels like they probably do they have to and that's an yeah. i screenshot too and it's like it was interesting because i saw for maybe two days ago there was um what is her username there's a therapist that i follow uh, oh not your average therapist but it's not spelled it's spelled t-h-r-p-s-t at the end um she posted something about like on her Instagram stories where she's like, Hey, if you engage with the next piece of content, it'll be really helpful to me in terms of like bringing you whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause now you can heart stuff too. Like you can heart stories and you yeah. can heart stories before. Like there are new ways to engage. And when I saw that, it was like, I'm unclear 
as to how you want me to engage. I'm not going to DM you. So I'm just going to heart it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I should have saved it. Because um, I know that's a thing too. But then I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm like hoarding data. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't need to save any more things. I'm trying to declutter. And it's like, yeah. well, there's no clutter on the internet, but isn't there? I don't know. Oh gosh, that's a good what question. do you think the uh, what do you think the big uh, big takeaways are? The big repercussions. <laughs> big, what are your big feelings about this? All of this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I really go back and forth. I don't know what to think. I honestly, because I have found some really helpful mm-hmm. tools, recipes, like content. Um, vendors, I think their exercises, like there mm-hmm. have actually been helpful things that I have taken from Instagram ads and from following certain people. But I do think that if it's getting to a point where you're really feeling like it's affecting you, which I can only say recently that's happened because for a while it really was just, I would go on quickly and I was only following basically just my friends. So, and people don't post on the grid very often. So you could literally go and there would be like two posts and then you would hit an ad and I'd be like, that's it. I've hit, you know, I'm not interested. Um, and so I guess my, the takeaway that I'm, I'm sort of trying to come to terms with is like, you know, if it's really bothering me and I feel like I can't enjoy be like seeing what's going on with friends I might have to just delete the app for a while so Mm -hmm. that I'm not constantly bombarded by all these different varieties of wedding dresses that I won't fit into or like look my best I just don't need that um yeah in this moment so just trying to be kind of mindful of like okay is this actually if it is affecting me which I feel like it is right now Mm -hmm. I should just try to find a way to either minimize it or like really just kind of get it out of my life for a while um and if other people if people I think it's one of those things where you don't even realize it's happening and then you're kind of like why am I feeling kind of like irked bummed out and inferior yeah (laughs) it sneaks up on you it creeps up on you and no totally it's I feel similarly it's like I think that like I said, I'm like the biggest schmuck for like, all right, you sold me. Yeah. And I will say everything I have decided to buy because I've seen it in an Instagram ad. Mm-hmm. And then going into this, I'm like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come out and be like <laughs> buy this and buy that. But I will say everything that I've finally decided to buy after finding it on an Instagram ad, like I've really liked. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I most of the things that are ad- advertised to me I don't click on. Most mm-hmm. things I click on, I don't buy. But when I do, like, look at all the reviews and I'm just so enamored with the product and I buy it, I'm like, you know what? I do, like, <sighs> unpopular opinion. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm being done a service by getting these products brought to me. But at the same time, it does feel very, like, double-edged sword, slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are so many times I can point to Instagram and be like, you made me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Um, so while I appreciate... <laughs> the things that I have acquired because of it like Mm -hmm. you know it was also hard when I was in the immediate postpartum period I was getting all these ads about how to like quote unquote get my body back and I was like my uterus has been expanding over the course of 10 months like it's gonna take time and like I would know that but then you'd see you see images and you see ads and even when you 
can you know look at them and say this is this is x y and z like i'm this isn't real yeah it still can get into your psyche even if you're acknowledging that it's unrealistic you know right people don't have a baby and then unless they get like liposuction during a c-section or something they don't have a flat stomach two weeks it it doesn't happen it takes a really long time if ever like things can happen Mm -hmm. um and so just seeing like these things are like if you do this exercise i'm like I worked out every fucking single day from six weeks postpartum to when I went back to work. You know, it's like, no, I'm putting in the work and it's frustrating when you're getting messages that are meant to just be like a throwaway marketing tool, but you're Mm -hmm. living a life and you're seeing it as much more than that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's just sort of, I have a very like, um, I have a mixed relationship with Instagram because like I do... I'm like, fine, data mine me to tell me that yeah. I want this dress because I do want those dress. And it's, yeah. I enjoy it when I have money to spend. <laughs> right, right. Which, you know, when I'm like, okay, I have a little bit of money that I want to spend on clothing, for instance, or, I've, you know, mm-hmm. then it's kind of fun to look at Instagram and see those ads and be like, okay, I'll consider you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when they're telling you what to do and it it's <laughs> not something that you can actually even achieve, it's sort of like, well, I'm not interested right now. Right. Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. But no, thank you. So it's this interesting thing where it's like I can see it both as a service and as like a toxic piece of trash culture in the same like hour. Yeah. Depending on what they're showing. And it's all true. I mean, like that's the thing is like there is a client service aspect being shown products you want. But at the same time, it's where does it end? Right where does the data mining end where and like the mental health repercussions for if they can figure out what you think you want to be happy and they try to market that toward you and they like capitalize on mental illness like there's all kinds of like really sketchy tricky stuff that I feel like can come out of this um so I'm not I'm not a supporter of it but I'm would be lying if I said I didn't buy shit from it enjoy that (laughs) shit Right, you know, I just I I have and I do so. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on it, but you know, basically, <laughs> we'll keep an eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your, this is your little reminder that this intrusive little app, this uh, mm-hmm. can be, it can be kind of gnarly without you even realizing it. So if you're feeling sad and you're not sure why, mm-hmm. it could be fucking Instagram. <laughs> it could be Insta. It could be Insta. <laughs> And now for we see you. Ted Cruz <laughs> oh, was yeah. such a rude little boy <laughs> at Bozeman Yellowstone International Airport wow. um, on Sunday. He was such a rude little boy that the police were called. Oh, Ted, no. what did you do? <laughs> There's a video. Oh, worth there a is. watch. Worth a watch or two. <laughs> Um, so there's a video capturing Ted Cruz arguing with uh, airline employees because he missed his flight check-in. <laughs> he which missed his. He missed his <laughs> flight check-in. Uh, he missed it. Um, and of course, so it was shared on Reddit, as so many of these things are. And according to the person who shared the original video, who was um, working at the airport, um, Ted was frustrated with the rebooking process and he was yelling at employees. <laughs> and one thing he yelled was, do you know who I am? Oh, 
which is just like if you ever utter that sentence oh my god turn around and go home because you i promise you you fucked up um so the poster again airport employee said that ted wasn't given any special treatment positively or negatively um and that's not an uncommon seat at the airport when someone misses a flight and demands special treatment of course right um he wanted to come back to to yell at the supreme court justice nominee oh. um about how babies are are or aren't racist <laughs> so basically they ted cruz is being so belligerent at a certain point do you know who i am just not really accepting what he was being given that they had to call um the police <laughs> to assist with a frustrated passenger mm. um and my f- my favorite part of this whole story is the police officer who was called didn't know who ted cruz was <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he was ready oh. for his like police buddies to come and oh and God. get him out of it and the do you know who i am and they showed up and I'm like no i literally don't know who you are Oh, to be in that policeman's head you don't know. know who ted Cru- i mean that's great what a great what a, bl- that existence. is where blissful ignorance comes yeah. from and i just like can you imagine i mean part of the story brings me glee because i just love the idea of ted cruz frustrated at an airport mm-hmm. um can you imagine like the field day he would have had if like hillary clinton was at an airport and said do you know who i am yes <gasps> Or AOC, or literally like any Democrat or any, any. woman, or any, like oh. it is exactly what the right says is like, oh, these leftists and they're, you know, mm, they think they're better than everyone else. And, uh, <laughs> you, Ted, you're the one who fled your state mm-hmm. on a sunny vacay. You're the one who's now at the airport. And do you know who I am? Ted, the problem is you. And then he went on, yeah, like I mentioned, did some shitty things at the Supreme Court. Um, justice hearing which i'm not going to get into now but uh we see you to ted cruz for his airport outburst uh, he did make it eventually um and unfortunately i do know who you are and i unfortunately see oh ted my cruz. god do you know who i i i oh. cannot imagine saying that out loud no do you know who i am <laughs> i mean i know who you think you oh are if you say god. that are you kidding oh. me I would be so tempted if I were that airline employee to be like, Ted, I do know who you are. And if it were up to me, you wouldn't be getting on any flight anytime soon. (laughs) I'd forget you if I could, Ted, but I can't. So I'm just here to tell you, you can't make that flight. You can't make that flight. (laughs) And the next one's going to be $7,000. So (laughs) thank you, my. Ugh. Um, I saw this article a couple of weeks ago and I bookmarked it as like a we see you for kind of like, you know, there have just been so many different potential we see you's. But this, um, there was an article in Vox um, that talked about how maternity wards are shuttering across the U.S. Um, and it's making uh, giving birth more dangerous in the United States. Um, and it's partially been something that's been happening due to or triggered by the, the you know, the pandemic. But Overall, it's something that has been a problem for years and has just been accelerating. Um, And as we already know, um, the U.S. already has a higher um, infant and maternal mortality um, rate than other countries um, kind of in the – did we ever figure out what the right word – like, not like developed – 
not first world. What are we, what's the, like, anyway. Yeah, what's we, the do we, I, we Honestly, we periodically, like, pause Google, and then I feel like there still isn't really an answer. I know, it's, I Googled it, and it says developing nations, but, like, again, we don't, it's not that the nation's not developed, it's that, like, we've been plundered. Um, right, right. Yeah, everyone's saying developing nations is better than third world. Okay, well, what's better than developing nations? <laughs> what's be- yeah, because developed also feels like, first of all, if we're developed, we shouldn't have this high of a, you know. No. I saw something today on the internet that was like, we're a third world country with a Gucci belt. Oh, that's so grotesque and that feels very true. Emergent nations. Um, but again, like you're not emerging. Yeah. like Economically developing countries. Again, like developing. Um, yeah, there's not a green. Not a, yeah, emergent nations is the least shitty one I've found, and that still is like Im- making some implications. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess like in the rankings of like the top the the in the world rankings of infant and, and maternal mortality rates, um, the U.S. is nowhere near the top, which is a problem considering how much wealth we have and mm-hmm. resources, and they're just concentrated. Um, in just a few areas, basically. Um, and during the pandemic, uh, this article talks about how the number of maternal deaths um, in the U.S. rose sharply. Um, and researchers from the University of Minnesota found when a labor and delivery department closes, there tend to be more emergency deliveries and more preterm births, which are the leading cause of infant mortality. Um, these losses are concentrated primarily in rural areas and communities of Black and Hispanic Americans, which who are already uh, less likely to have easy access to all kinds of healthcare services, including obstetrics. Um, so just there being widespread um, unavailability of places where babies can be delivered um, seems pretty obvious, but just that that's like incredibly dangerous for both mothers and babies. Um, and maternity wards have just been increasingly closing over the last couple of years. And it's something that hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention. Um, and I think a lot of the time, um, maternity wards are temporarily closed and, or suspended, and then they turn into permanent closures. Um, and a lot of the pandemic relief funding, um, hasn't really been, uh, it's not only is it those finances, starting to run out, but they also haven't necessarily been funneled towards um, maternity wards. Uh, So this is just sort of a generally kind of frustrating um, story. And it really feels like once again, we can point to um, it's yet, it's yet another thing where, where you can kind of ask people who claim to be (laughs) pro-life. Why do you only care about it when it's uh, a life that's in a woman's womb but as soon as it exits the womb you don't care at all about that life that's actually out in the world the woman the family again there's just life and family like two words that conservatives love to throw around but um when it comes to the actual infrastructure to support um women and babies and families <laughs> um and life uh there's just a total there's there's to, they're totally mum and then don't even get me started on people who say all lives matter um mm. anyway all these people are just silent when it comes to 
you know, they could really be busying themselves, <laughs> these communities um, who claim to care about life and um, all lives. And uh, yeah, it's just super frustrating. So anyway, um, yeah, that's my we see you to maternal uh, maternity wards closing um, all across the country. Um, this is not my we see you, but I just wanted to uh, throw out something that I had read earlier today about um, related to what you were talking about, about 13,000 newborns dying from malnutrition in Afghanistan oh. since January because of the um, freeze on humanitarian aid. Wait, 13,000? 13, 13,000 newborns since January died from malnutrition. In January of 2022? Mm-hmm. Wow. In 2022, yeah. 13,000. Um, oh, my because, God. Yeah. We we blocked because of U.S. sanctions on the Taliban. It's just like, oh, God, everything really just. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Kind of an unbelievable number. Um, but that's really, that is really awful. I mean, yeah. wow. completely preventable. Um, yeah. And that wasn't even, all right. Uh, moving <laughs> That was just an extra. That's a bonus. That's just a bonus for our our, uh, our listeners there. Um, anywho, so mm. the majority of refugees from Ukraine are crossing the border into Poland. There are other countries like Hungary and whatnot, but majority are crossing to Poland, which is a very conservative Catholic country, um, and anti-abortion groups are... And religious leaders are apparently meeting refugees at the border with um, anti-choice propaganda because that's what these that's what women, that priority. That's what the women need. <laughs> um, um, there are pamphlets that say abortion is the greatest threat to peace. Oh, that's ooh. Feels off the nose. I know the expression <laughs> on the nose. What's <laughs> on the toes? What? How far can you go from the nose? There is another flyer that's being commonly distributed saying, if a mother is allowed to kill her own child, what will stop you or me from killing each other? So just really um, not making light of, but really putting what they've gone through to the side as refugees of war and watching their homes being destroyed and loved ones being murdered to come to the border and be told, you know, you told us um mm. for some context last year poland enacted basically total abortion ban mm-hmm. um criminalizes and imprisons people who have abortions um whereas in ukraine abortion is legal and accessible so this this discrepancy led reproductive rights activists in poland to share educational materials to ukrainian refugees about how to access abortion if they need one basically mm-hmm. Um, partially because wartime displacement can prompt more people to seek abortion. Um, devastatingly so, uh, war creates an uptick in sexual violence, um, which leads to more unwanted pregnancies through rape. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if that weren't the case, people are coming to the border from a country that where um, abortion is legal to one where it is very, very, very much not so. So again, as if fleeing the war wasn't traumatizing enough um the refugees entering poland are met with this anti-abortion propaganda that both minimizes their experiences (laughs) equates war (laughs) with abortion um and 
you know, tries to deny them this. Can, can you imagine fleeing Ukraine right now and needing an abortion? Wow. Uh, no. No. <sighs> no. On top of everything else. I mean, I I can't. Um, so, again, I, I like, yes, Poland is a conservative country. A lot of the countries in the border of Ukraine are, but that doesn't make it okay to be greeting refugees with this. And there are also American um, Christians who are there doing this yeah. for, for funsies. Um, so, you know, you're entitled to your beliefs. You're entitled to not believe in abortion, but you're not entitled to greet refugees fleeing war with these messages. Um, yeah. We wow. see you. Ugh. Stop. If you want to do like a, a good thing as a nice Polish Catholic, open your home to refugees. Like yeah. so, 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 so many have. Um, wow. It's really inspiring to see. So if you want to do good, there's so many ways to do it. And you don't need to be, you know, greeting people at the border and telling them that they're evil for considering abortions, you know? No, you really don't need to do that. You don't. Yeah. There are lots of things you can open your home if you want to be, you know, a nice Polish Catholic. Go nuts. That sounds great. We see you. Ah, oh, we see you. I'm so glad you did that one. I ugh, was very angry when I saw that. Yeah, you're fleeing like complete devastation, mm -hmm. and you're handed a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. Okay. My next we see you is um one that I basically have because I was at a wedding in Memphis this past weekend and um had a couple of lifts that were hilarious but um one of my lift drivers was telling me um about this practice that happens um and that he's had happen a, like two or three times at hospitals in Memphis and and it just leads me to wonder um whether or not it's a bigger issue um I haven't been able to actually find information on this but it just but you know, if this, if what this Lyft driver said is true, um, and he said it's happened to him at least two times, two to three times, um, and now he doesn't pick people up from hospitals in Memphis for, because of this, um, there's a practice where people at the hospital will create a Lyft account for unhoused people. Like if there's someone there who is experiencing homelessness and, they need to basically get them out of the hospital after they've been treated or whatever they've done. Um, they will like create a lift account um, and put this person in a lift and just like get them somewhere. But it's like, they're just basically like dropping off unhoused people in places where they're not familiar without any resources. It's basically just like dumping them out, you know, somewhere. Um, and then in the, at least from the experience of the Lyft driver that I had, he was like, and then I'm just sitting here feeling really bad because the unhoused person's like, well, I don't even know where I am. Where did you even drop me off? What's going on? And, you know, can you actually drop me off at this place? And the driver's like, well, it's actually, I actually can't. Um, you know, the, the drive has like ended and I could get in trouble for like just driving you somewhere else. So he's had to call the police and just have them sort it out um, in, on these different occasions again, like two or three times from like a hospital in Memphis. Um, this whole thing just seemed really problematic uh, for obvious reasons, but it also, um, I just wonder, uh, yeah, I wonder how, 
you exactly investigate this um, and try to get to the bottom of it? I mean, you would have to, I guess, have the Lyft driver talk, like be able to trace, go back to the hospital, try to figure out who made the account. Um, it just seems, it seems really sketchy, but it, it's, it's unsettling because it's coming from people who are supposed to do no harm. And, you know, maybe it's hospital administrators, but I'm sure, of course, it's not like hospital policy, but the fact that this has happened two or three times to the same person, same Lyft driver, makes me think that um, they're doing it. There's there's some sort of understanding that like, wink, wink, just do this if you can't get them out, you know, if you can't get this person to leave the hospital. Like, there's got to be a better way. It's got to be above board. Um, it seems like you're also exploiting um labor from Lyft drivers who, first of all, should be able to pick people up at the hospital. Because if you're picking people up at the hospital, like, <laughs> you know, people are either just drivers should be able to pick people up from hospitals without worrying that they're going to have to go through some situation where they're dropping off an unhoused person in a place where they don't know and have to call the police every time. And then it just discourages them from picking people up there. Um Anyway, the whole thing was pretty upsetting and it was like, you know, a 10 minute drive where this this guy was telling me these stories and it just um, makes me really sad. You're just kind of, and, but I, I wasn't able to fully, I fully or at all, I wasn't able to substantiate it, um, but it just feels like something that, I mean, why would he, why would he make it up? Um, so it's just a, it's a we see you to mm -hmm. um, the Memphis hospital systems. I'm, I was that was uh, very unsettled to hear that. And I feel like if it's happening there, it's happening in other places and just gross. <laughs> we see. Oh you. yeah, probably it's yeah. They're um, when I was working in, you know, providing isolation and quarantine facilities for people experiencing homelessness, it was, you got the sense <laughs> mm -hmm. that there were people just trying to discharge because you have, you know, you need to make room for new people to come in and you can't do that without having somewhere for people to go out. And so people trying to make people fit the program that didn't necessarily fit the program just to, you know, free the bed. And there are so many problems in the system. And, you know, mm -hmm. the solution would be to have like a safe place for people experiencing homelessness to go so that yeah. you know, people aren't sketchily calling Lyft services with like fake accounts for these people or aren't trying to get them into programs they don't qualify for. And they could just have somewhere to live would be yeah. great, you know? Yeah. But alas, um, my last video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there is a pooch in North Carolina who is looking <laughs> for a new home um, because his previous owners abandoned him and sent him back to the dog shelter because they think he's gay. Oh, I can't. The dog's name is Fezco. He's a mixed breed, and I guess he so he was adopted, and then he humped. He's a he's a man dog, a male dog. As far as people, you know, you can't identify when you're a dog um, to people, but sex is male of this dog, and uh, he was found to be humping another male dog, and the uh, people who adopted this dog apparently were not okay with with the article called a gay nine oh, i don't wow. know if that's what these people called the dog or if that is like an, a term 
that what? someone created gay night i'm not no. not fully sure about that no. um but the i am sure they're gonna have no problem finding fesco another home the shelter took him with open arms it's just i saw this and i was just like equal parts like horrified and like almost amused because like no one got hurt and the dog wasn't injured um they'll find another home but Mm -hmm. the idea that the pervasiveness of homophobia goes so deep that if a boy dog humps a boy dog Mm -hmm. you send them like have you dogs (laughs) explain i'm not a dog expert (laughs) um i haven't been featured on animal planet but uh, Scientific American confirms that um, quote-unquote homosexual behavior has been observed in more than 1,500 animal species and that when dogs mount things or dogs, it's not necessarily like a sex act. And even if it, like yeah. if your dog's gay, it's fine. Like, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I'm not trying to be like, it's fine. Your dog's not gay. Maybe your dog's gay. That's fine too. All right. Um, but it's very common for dogs to to just mount right you know like are you if your dog humps a stuffed animal or the couch do you send them back for being a furry like you're (laughs) you are the person who is assigning this like sexual like orientation and sexual behavior to a dog right when humping um dog humping isn't always oh my god a sex act and if it is who who cares why are we (laughs) What is the problem? Like, how deep-seated is your discomfort with homosexuality that a dog humping a dog of the same sex makes you return the dog? Like, I don't... Yeah. I am so (laughs) confused. Yeah. Um, And if you're going to be adopting a dog... Um, only do so <laughs> if you're comfortable with the dog humping yeah. all manner of things. Um, you you never know what's gonna come up. Yeah. Uh, so we see you to the North Carolina dog owners who decide <laughs> that their dog was too gay to own. Um, wow. Again, not a thing. Um, dogs dogs hump stuff. Um. That's that's it, you know. They they hump and that happens and we can't we don't know if there are romantic feelings involved. Mm-hmm. Um if there are, that's fine too. Likely there are not. Mm-hmm. Because again, dogs hump. Um so I guess if you are really homophobic and you're gonna be adopting a dog, don't because that dog might hump same-sex beings Mm. wow i just i'm so it just never ceases to amaze me yeah um how uncomfortable people can be with their perception of homosexuality whether or not it's their dogs that's so dumb it's so aggressively dumb it's it's so stupid Mm -hmm. but uh we see you, and I hope Fesco has a fucking brilliant life. <laughs> I hope so, um, too. Where Fesco can hump whoever Fesco <laughs> wants to hump. Because uh, Fesco deserves better than whoever these fuckers are in North Carolina. We see you. Yeah, he absolutely does. We see you. 
Um, okay. This one, uh, there is an update um, already, but my another we see you to the Academy because, as usual, they're fucking up. Um, and they just don't seem to really care at all about, like, what film you know what cinephiles actually would want and what makes logical sense in terms of people that they're inviting so people found out recently through like social media because someone said someone tweeted at Rachel Zegler who played Maria in the Steven Spielberg adaptation of West Side Story from this past year someone like um, actually posted on her Instagram being like can't wait to see what you're wearing and she was like well, actually, I'm not uh, – she said, IDK, y'all, I've tried, but it doesn't seem to be happening. I'll root from West Side Story from my couch and be proud of the work we um, we so tirelessly did three years ago. Um, I hope some last-minute miracle occurs and I can celebrate our film in person, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Thanks for all the shock and outrage. I'm disappointed too, but that's okay. So proud of our movie. And people were outraged, understandably. I mean, I was pretty horrified too. Like – it's funny. It's there's a lot going on in the world to be like really upset about, but I just don't understand why they wouldn't invite the star of one of the biggest movies of the year. Um, West Side Story has been nominated, has seven Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, um, and I'm. It's just really odd to me. Um, it seems like more than an oversight that she wouldn't get an invite. Um, so yeah, I mean, and it also seems to kind of be in line with the academy um saying that they care about diversity and they care about actually like representation um in who they're nominating and who they're kind of platforming and yet they they snub her um someone who i think has more than earned um an invitation to the academy um the way that they're snubbing so many other people who worked really hard and are at the peak of their career and deserve to be uh, recognized at the Oscars. Um, it seems like, I, I mean, I, I shudder to think kind of like who was going to get that invitation. Like, it, was it, I, I don't even know. Just they, the Academy seems to only care about um, the bottom line, who, how many people, how many eyes are going to watch the Academy, how many people. And I hate to break it to them, but like there's, it's not that many people. It's not the Super Bowl. This is for people who love film. And I won't go back off on that again. I did like a We See You earlier, like a week or two ago, about their decision to not air a whole bunch of categories, including um, best editing during the show. That's fucked up. So they're just going in the way wrong direction here. Um, they're trying to appeal to people who are, I don't think it's, I don't think we need to appeal to everyone. It's this is film. This is the Academy Awards for the best films of the year. Let's just let that let's let that be what that is. And let's invite the people that were in the films that were nominated and that helped make them so so good. Um Rachel Zegler, it's not just that she was actually in and starred in this film, but she got like universal acclaim for her performance. Um she really all the reviews talk about specifically call her out um and her performance as being a beautiful um, performance of uh, Maria and she should be going. So the update is that today she did get an invite to the Oscars oh. as, a as a presenter. Um, and it's like, well, who they, who did they kick out? Who, who was going to be a presenter this Sunday that they just yeah. like booted out? 
it just makes they, them... like they should have made room for her in the first place because yeah. like yeah someone now is like <laughs> like now they just seem they look so stupid they have egg on their face again um so the academy you idiots obviously i'm gonna watch the show and i'm gonna like it but like we see you <laughs> we see you um good thing yeah <laughs> Um, since June 2020, Denver, as in Colorado, okay. has been dispatching mental health teams on certain 911 calls, and the program is so successful that they're going to expand it. So basically what they're doing is where there are 911 calls where they feel like a mental health expert would be helpful in de-escalating rather than potential escalation of violence that could come from just having law, you know, armed law enforcement show up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're having the mental health experts come in, and it sounds like it's being successful, um, which is great. I think that's kind of what when people talk about defunding the police. They're not saying, like, send all the police off to an island and we'll never see them and hear for them again. Boo. No, it's like, let's get mental health experts involved so that um, someone qualified is on the scene, regardless of what the need is, you know, when the call comes in. So. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to see that. Um, it's something that I think makes a lot of sense, and I'm glad to see that being reflected in the outcomes there. So Yay. I think it's a really good thing because it could potentially be a model for the rest of the country um, and make an actual impact in you know the unjust shooting and killing of unarmed people, particularly mm-hmm. people of color. So all yeah. for it seems to be going well, and I'm, I'm glad to see that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Ah, I love that. <laughs> we love it. We love it. All right. Well, Feminist Without Mystique is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.com slash podcasts. Bye.